welcome to the One Was Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch. This is the Sunday debrief. I am the 2023 Wimbledon Wimbled Had a Dream quiz champion. Uh, if you want to join us today, and if you have anything you want to speak about regarding yesterday's game, regarding the January transfer window coming up, keeping our loan players, uh, players that are currently training with us or players that we should be looking at to sign in January to strengthen us for the playoff push, press that speak button, come and get involved, send comments uh, in the message section uh, and we'll go through them best we can. Uh, so yes, let's start. Uh, yesterday, nil-nil draw away to Salford. I, I did go up there, I went up there with my boy Jack. Uh, we had the 9.33 train up there with a few other Wombles. Uh, loved Manchester. Manchester's a great place if you haven't been up there. I think it's better when the weather's nice because uh, it was nice, Christmassy. Uh, went to a proper old school uh, spit and sawdust boozer. Uh, uh, still expensive though, I thought. Uh, yeah, not as expensive as uh, McDo's Alex, but really expensive still from for a Manchester pub, but it was proper old school. My boy loved it because he's a massive Oasis fan and I think it was where uh, Liam and Noel took a few photos up there, so he was all over that. And, and then we got went and got some food uh, in Manchester and then a cab to the ground. Uh, if if no one's been to Salford yet or you haven't been to Salford, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a trek, to be fair, for me. I thought you get into Manchester, then you have to, you can either get a train uh, and then a cab or bus, or you can get a bus from the city centre. And it, it is a bit out of the way, to be fair. It's a bit uh, out of the way. And their grounds are really weird uh, style stadium as well. Obviously, they've had money pumped in by the Manchester 92. Uh, and they've literally just thrown a stadium in, in the plot of land that used to be the old stadium there. Uh, very weird. When we arrived, got out of the cab and uh, greeted by about 10 to 15 uh, stewards. Uh, I didn't know if they thought Millwall were turning up or if it was Little Old Wimbledon. Uh, but yeah, we uh, had to be searched, patted down, uh, turn around, patted down again. I had to take my baseball cap and show him underneath my baseball cap to make sure I wasn't uh, concealing any any weapons underneath my uh, baseball cap. The only thing I was concealing was a very bald head and a bad hair, hair day. Uh, yeah, it was a bit weird for me, that was. Uh, so yeah, the game, nil-nil. We started with Bassing goal, Curry left. Uh, Villa right, Johnson and Lewis as the two centre-backs. And then it was a weird formation that we're playing nowadays. I don't know if many people have noticed what we play, uh, but it was uh, Reeves kind of in the middle with Bugle dropping, dropping deep. And then it was Little on one wing. Uh, and who was on the other wing? Who was on the other wing? Uh, Lemony Evans. And then we had, uh, it was more Nerfield playing up front alongside uh, Ali, and then we could interchange it. So Bugle would go, Nerfield would go uh, on the wing, and, and then so to speak. But yeah, I did notice yesterday, uh, as I wasn't drinking, you notice a bit more during the game and stuff that was going on. Uh, but for me, yeah, Nerfield was playing more forward. Uh, Bugle was dropping deep. Uh, so the stats, I think, I've not seen the full stats, but I think it was something like 24 shots that we had with only about four on target, though. On another day, Ali scores a hat-trick easy. I think we go away from there winning. I think once we had scored, I think their heads would have gone uh, and we would have run right against Salford. Uh, but, yeah, it was uh, one of them days where whatever we hit, it just wasn't going in. Keeper made a couple of good saves. Uh, we missed a couple of sitters. But I think 
the thing that I'm quite happy with going away from Salford yesterday, and I think most women fans would probably agree, I think Mick's going to come on and probably agree with what I'm saying here, is that we are going away from Salford disappointed that we haven't won the game, not disappointed in the performance or the management's uh, decisions. I went away there yesterday. I was very happy because I thought the team performed really well. But to be disappointed that we didn't pick up all three points, but still happy we kept a clean sheet. Uh, and, yeah, we're still up in the playoffs. Mick, how are we? I know you was there yesterday. I saw you. How are we? You good? Yeah, very goodly, actually. And I kind of agree with everything that you said there, really. The stadium was a bit weird. I mean, even yeah. if we wanted to have a fight, Lee, who were we going to have a fight with? There was no one there from their, <laughs> their supporters, was there? So that was a weird one. But um, And Manchester is a great city. And the football, yeah, I mean, we we played really well, didn't we? I mean, we dominated the game. I'm, I'm just a bit disappointed we didn't win it. Well, very disappointed we didn't win it, really, because they, they were a poor side. I'm not, And I'm not falling into that trap that me and you do sometimes when we play well and we say that we were, we were disappointed in them. I expected them to be rubbish, and they were. And we're a really good team at the moment. We really are a good team. And, um, yeah, I mean, on, on, on nine games out of ten, I think, I think we beat them. But it was just one of those things. We couldn't, we couldn't score on the day, could we? So we just got to take the point and that's that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I said, the stewarding was very weird, I thought. Uh, as I said, I, we got out of the cab, asked where we get our tickets, went there, and there's like 10 like, in a line. You have to be, and I was like, do you expect Mill to be turning up to one of them? And he's like, no. Nah. He said, I oh, know we have to do it. And then there was like four police. So I was like, we're only getting 420 people up here. I know a lot of people weren't going. So we, we only got 421. It was just, yeah, that blew my mind when we got in. I thought the whole setup at Salford, I don't think it's too bad, actually. I like the way they've got the, the area at the back so away fans can have a bit of food, can have a bit of drink. Do you know what I mean? I like that. Stewarding was all right. I like the away ends actually quite decent there. But as you said, there, there was no Salford fans. I, I think Salford will struggle to get attendances considering where they are. They've got to compete with Man City, who are the best team in the world. They've got to compete with Man U, who are Man U. And then you've got all the other teams around there that have been around for, for many, many years. I can't see them ever growing their fan base as much money as they chuck at it. Uh, I just can't see it happening. Uh, on the pitch, yeah, no. I, I, thought, I thought Johnson and uh, Lewis were exceptional yesterday, uh, especially against someone like Smith. What a weird player Smith is. He runs so weird. His body just don't look in for bullshit with him. His head is massive and he just he looks, he doesn't look like a footballer. Uh, and I think it's because of his size that he obviously does well. But, uh, yeah, them two were colossal at the back. And Ali, on another day, as you said, could have had a hat-trick. Uh, I, you did blow my mind at one point, though, Mick. And I think I've mentioned it on the thing. You said that you'd like to... Uh, I think half-time you put that you'd like to have seen Davison come on. And then <laughs> that blew my mind. Yeah, you know, you know what, though, Lee? I mean, I, I said on my blog today about, about Josh. And... Um, I've never seen a guy pay a bigger price for not being quite as good as someone who's miles too good for the league. And, you know, he's very rarely played this season. He, he, and when he comes on, guess what? He looks rusty and he looks out of touch and all the rest of it. But it's only a year since when he first came to us, he was a decent player, you know, and he was scoring fairly heavily and regularly and all that sort of stuff. And um, I'm not sure what people expect, really. They expect him to... I mean, the number of guys I get coming in the pub and they say, well, he's not as good as Ali. Is he? Well, with the greatest respect, neither is anybody else in the league, really. Um, and when he played regularly, he was fine. And, and I just wonder if... I mean, I wrote a thing on the on the blog thing today and I said that... 
the difference between being a very good team and a really killer team is that extra three or four percent. And I think as fans, we've got to find that as well. And when he came on, Josh, and a couple of things didn't go for him, and you hear the groans, he hears that as well. And the guys who are doing the groaning, I just wonder: has any footballer ever played better when you when you groan at him and when you when you don't appreciate him and all that sort of stuff? Josh looks to me like the sort of lad that he's going to respond to people cheering him on and getting behind him and cheering him up and knowing the fans are on his side and stuff. He, he looks just like that to me. And uh, and he's nowhere near as bad a player as some people are making out. When he comes in in January, here's one for you, Lee. If we have... Um, I'm, I'll, have a, I'll have a pint with you that if we have five or six games while Ali's away, Josh scores at least... Four or five goals. I'll have a pint with you. I have a pint with you that he doesn't score five goals. 100%. I, I'm one Let's do it, mate. Right, that's on. Uh, I've got to disagree with you 100%. Uh, yeah, Mick, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not one of these people that moan and groan when he comes on. I think support all the players when they come on. Uh, but you said, what do people expect? I expect him to win headers. I expect him to hold the ball up. I expect him to be able to pass to a, a Wimbledon player. Yesterday, when he came on, one of my mates uh, said it. I said, "Oh, what, what a waste he was coming on." And he said, "Well, to be fair, that the, the fact that we picked up only a point yesterday is not down to Josh. It's actually down to Ali, and Ali will get away with not having yeah. stick or anything or criticism because it's Ali. He, he's got it in the bank. To be fair, that he can do what he wants really nowadays. But I thought Josh Davidson was a a wasted shirt when he came on yesterday. I thought he, he didn't win any edit. He didn't put himself about. There was one point, he, yeah, he just, he's slow, he's lethargic. Uh, I just, yeah, he's a totally different player, as you said, from last year. Maybe you're right that because he, he's not playing games and he's rusty, but he's just not, he, as you, unfortunately, he is not Ali, which he's never going to be. Ali is going to be off to the championship in the summer. But I expect him to at least win headers and, and put himself out. He didn't do any of that when he came on yesterday. And Ali and Bugle both, and they were Lemony Evans and Nurfield, they gave, uh, what's his name, Mariapa, ex-premiership for, uh, uh, for Watford, centre-back, and I thought Tilt was a very good centre-back. They gave him a torrid time. Yeah, he played well. I thought he was really good against Ali. Uh, it's only when he got tired that he, he was struggling a bit. But yeah, I thought he, uh, I thought they gave him torrid time, and then when Davison come on, they kind of it was a bit easy for him. Yeah, well, as always with Lee, with we've known each other long enough to know, mate. He's, he's always a game of opinions. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just think you know, with Josh, I, when he comes in in January, you watch him go, mate. I've, I've, I've just got a little feeling he might surprise a few people. Well, I've, I've, and, um, I look forward to coming into the Alex uh, at the end of January uh, and claiming my overpriced pint. <laughs> <laughs> We shall see. Uh, the, uh, before I go on to Jonathan, because you were there yesterday, I don't know how you got home, but the train situation yesterday was a complete joke. Uh, we tried to get on the flight. Well, up there, oh, no. up there and back, was, both of our trains were delayed by about an hour on. So we, we got up there about an hour late, so you couldn't get as many, as many beers in. Yep. And then we got when we got back about an hour late, because we were fighting around on trains. I mean, that Avanti... It's bloody ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, you, oh. you can't seem to get it right at all, can they? The only thing I, I'm happy about is we were we tried to get on the five to six. They didn't have a driver. So we yeah. jumped on the quarter past six. They didn't have a driver. We jumped back on the five to six. That ended up going. 
then they said we could move into first class because it had been downgraded. So that was a touch. We ended up sitting in nice seats. But then when we got to crew, Portsmouth thought it would be a good idea to smash up part of the train. So then we got delayed again. But yeah, I thought a delay repaying, so hopefully I'll get some money back as well, so it'll make it all worthwhile. But just before you go, mate, I must say, I must say, it must have been lovely for them um, posh people in uh, first class when you were, but decamping then. I I wasn't drinking yet, so I never drink when I have my boy with me. So uh, I, it, oh, it, me and him were watching the darts on our phones and uh, on on a phone in the, in the first class, and it, yeah, it was it was very civilized in there. There was a few palace. I think who was this? <laughs> uh, Parish who owns Palace was sitting in there, and Mark Bright. Uh, so we had a couple, oh, we had, a, had a bit of a chat with them, and they were quite good actually. And then uh, as we got off, obviously all the Palace fans were happy they nicked a point off City, but that's a different story. Uh, Jonathan, you obviously will, would have watched on TV. What were your views on on the game? Well, I mean, you know, it, it's you, you can't be too upset about getting a point away. I mean, it, it, that you know, anytime you get a point away, it, you can't be too upset by it. But, Lee, I think I agree with you that, that the thing that made me not angry when I closed up my computer after 90 minutes was that that they played hard, they played well, they played the kind of football that we want them to play. And, yeah, they missed some chances, and maybe they should have won 3-0 or 4-0 or more because of the number of chances that they got. But they played great defense, clean sheet. And, you know, some shots that I wish had gone in and maybe should have gone in or could have gone in on a different day, they didn't fall. So I, I can't be too upset about it. I will say, though, that, that you know, especially with the run of games that we have coming up and who we're playing, um, they need to do better than that. You know, I think, you know, the next five games that we've got aren't against opponents that are particularly strong. And we've got to win most of those. And, and draws... You know, one draw against a side that you really should beat, you know, you can let that one go. But if it's two or three draws against sides that we should be beating, then I think it's a concern. But I don't, I'm not concerned. I think that, that, you know, that if they keep playing like that, things are going to fall. I do want to talk about Josh Davison real quick. And Mick, I, I respect the heck out of you and I love everything that you do. But I'm going to disagree with you on this one and, and side with Lee a little bit is that, that I think Josh Davison definitely has some skills, but I don't think he's got enough skills to play the kind of striker he's trying to play in League Two. My, I, I, you know, there's such a huge opportunity for him to use his size, get better at winning headers, be more of a fox-in-the-box type to complement Ali instead of doing the kind of things that Ali does, just not as well as Ali is doing them. You know, I, I think that there's there's just such a wide open competition for who is the second striker to complement Ali, um, you know, Omar Bugle or or Josh Davison. And I think that if if one of them could really step up and, and and it's not about how hard they're working, it's about how they see their role in in being up front that could give them the opportunity to the, to do that. And and I think Josh is I just I don't think he's got the talent and skill to completely run away with being a striker, but he does have the skill if he's able to adapt his game and really find a way to complement a better player that he can do that instead of being, you know, instead of being the, the number one striker on his own. I'd also just like to point out that last year he scored nine goals in 37 games. And, and 
yeah, that 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 is decent, but I don't know that he's the massive score goaling threat that we that we we'd like to think he is. No, and I, I agree with you on that, John. And I think the the big thing for that is that we've upgraded from last year massively. We were we finished fourth from bottom. Josh Davison was our main striker. This year we're in around the playoffs, and Josh Davison is, in my opinion, once we sign a new striker in January, he'll be our probably third, fourth to a striker. Uh, Bugle for me. It's weird because obviously Bugle's a striker, but as I said yesterday, he was dropping very deep. And it, it surprised me that we put Nerfield, we pushed Nerfield right up front alongside Ali, and he really caused problems with his pace. He has a bit of skill and he can hit it with left and right. Uh, and I, I, as I said, I'm a massive fan of Josh Nerfield, massive fan. Uh, his attitude alone is just is, is superb, in my opinion. Uh, if we can, we'll talk about January a little bit later. If we can get to January and keep Lemony Evans, keep Lewis, uh, and, and and then then I think we we could be good for the season and bring a couple of people in. Uh, Sanch, what did you want to say regarding yesterday's game? Hello, mate. I wasn't there and I've not seen it, so I don't know. But obviously, I'm going on what you and others have said. Just just a point. We've got to, if we really think we're going to push playoffs any further, we've got to just find a way to beat these teams. You know, you can't have all those uh, chances and come away nil-nil. And just the other point, Josh Davison, I don't compare him to Ali because there's probably not many in that league, but I compare him to Bugle. Bugle doesn't score loads, but he does a hell of a lot. There's no one that scores a goal like him and knocks out the uh, defenders as he runs past to celebrate. That's, that's a skill in itself. But in a nutshell, I read Mick's blog. We've got to find a way to, to win these games. You think over Christmas we really should, but anyone Sutton got smashed 8-0. But if I'm being honest, I'm not totally convinced we're going to find it totally easy against them. But we're going to lose Ali at some point, so we've got to find a way to play. But for me, Bugle, not Bugle, sorry. Yeah, Bugle starts and Davison's off the bench because I'm not convinced, looking at his stats, he's only ever scored shed loads at Enfield and Swindon. So... You know, I think we're doing really well. We've just got to keep going, but find a way when Ali's not firing for someone else to come in and, and uh, sort of uh, find a back on that. No, I agree with what you're saying regarding... Yesterday's game's a, a strange one for me because we smashed them. We absolutely battered them. And on another day, Ali puts them chances. And I mean, these are Ali's bread and butter. That's Ali, the, the one where he goes around the keeper, that's difficult. I think the other one where he should have poked, he's, he's got to score that. And the other one where uh, Pell put him through. And I've got to say, when Pell come on, Pell was superb. Uh, mixed it up against a, a Salford team. That, that's what they wanted. They wanted it mixed up. Put a great ball in. He, he scores that. He should normally scores that again. So I'm not too worried about yesterday's game because we peppered them left, right and centre. They couldn't get out of their half. Of it. I thought they had one decent player, the young black lad up front or the, the winger. For he was mustered for them. He caused us all sorts of issues. But other than that, I wasn't too blown away by them at all. Tilt, I thought, played really well against Ali. But that's maybe because Ali's so good, he made him look better. And, and, and Ali could have still come away with a hat-trick. Uh, I, as Jonathan said previously, when we're going into these Christmas games now, uh, other than Crawley, there are games that we should be winning, winning comfortably. If we're now drawing them nil-nil and we're struggling to score, that's when I think people might panic. But I'm not looking at... Stockport's result against Sutton yesterday and going, that's what we should be doing. I think if we can win just the games, just win them, we need to be around there come January because that's January is going to be a big month for us depending on who we keep and who who moves on. Uh, someone, I think I saw someone yesterday and they're sure Lemony Evans is out of contract at the end of the summer. So that could be a big prospect that we could possibly go and sign him uh, in January. 
I still think Lewis is way out of our. We ain't going to be able to get Lewis. He's doing too well. But I'm sure Cope's got a backup if we lose Lewis. I still think we're going to keep all our players. Lewis, Evans, Bass, they're going to stay till summer. And I'm convinced Ali will, will leave in the summer to a championship club, especially some of the names that are being linked to him now. Uh, we'll keep him until the summer. He'll go get 20, 25 goals for us and, and, and push us for either automatics or we'll get in the class with Ali and they're not leaving until summer. But I, I'm look, looking at Stockport smashing Sutton and thinking we can do that. I hope we do, and I'm sure we can. But as long as we just go out and put... If we play like we did yesterday, Mick, I'll come back to you. If we play like we did yesterday, we will beat most of the teams that people put in front of us. And we've shown that against Notts County. We've shown that against Swindon. Mick, what do you think? Yeah, you're 100% right, mate. You don't win the league by winning games 8-0. You win the league by when it's one all or nil nil with 10 minutes to go, you get over the line. And um, that's the only step now that we need to take with to become a killer team, a team that gets it over the line when you when it's one all, nil nil, two two, whatever. The teams who get over the line in them games on a consistent basis are the teams that get in the playoffs and get in the top three. And what what actually encouraged me yesterday about Johnny Jackson, I would have actually got brought bought, um, James Ball on myself. I would certainly because he looks to me like he's got a goal on him, but. Um, he didn't do that, but I mean, you can't expect to agree with everything the manager does. But what he did do, we certainly went for it. It's not like we settled for a point or any of that sort of stuff. He brought on Harry Pearl, he brought on Josh Davis, and we can talk all day about how how these players played. He brought on James Tilly, and I, I mean, I got the impression myself there was only going to be one winner. I mean, they were they were wasting time from from half an hour out. I mean, they were they were hanging on for a point from with half an hour to go. And we went for it properly. And that's what I've been crying out for Johnny to do that for a, for a while now. And um, so I was really pleased with that. I mean, like I say, me personally, I would give James Ball a go because I think he's got a goal in him as a, as a proper box-to-box eight. But, you know, it, that's, that's just a quibble. I mean, if we play like we did yesterday and like we have for the last few weeks on a consistent basis and we keep going for it, we're going to be right up there. I think, yeah. I, I, honestly, I know I've been saying on Twitter and people always say that I overestimate us, but... I think we've got a, a shot at an automatic promotion league, and I certainly think we'll be comfortably in playoffs. If we keep Ali, he's the best player in the league by a, by a fair distance, I think. And um, it, having him is just a massive advantage to everybody else. And we can slag him all day off, all day or not, no, 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 nobody's slagged him, but we can criticise him missing the chances. But all three of the chances that he got yesterday, he got because he, he burns everyone for pace every time he goes near the ball, doesn't he? If he was like not quick, he wouldn't have got the chances. So you kind of got you got to set rough with this move a little bit, haven't you? Really? Yeah, I agree. With your uh, point regarding uh, James Ball, I, I, I do feel sorry for, for Ball uh, only because he, he, I think he's a decent player and I think he could do well in this team. The only reason why I don't think he's getting in is because, as I said yesterday, I looked at the formation for really the first time because most of the time I've had a drink or I'm talking to the boys, but. I'm sitting there with my boy and I'm, I had a look at the formation we are playing. And as I said, it looked like Reeves was our only midfielder. And Ball was a midfielder. He's a box-to-box midfielder. You ain't going to take Reeves out because he's pulling strings. Little, for me, is playing on that right wing now. And he just, he's got, his legs are unbelievable. I've never, I don't get where we're getting Little from, from last season's Little. Because he just wants, there was one point where he headed the ball on and Ali was offside. And he chased his own ball and put the guy out of pressure to put it out. And I just thought, and that was in like, what, the 75th, 80th minute? Yeah. And, and I think that's the problem Ball's got at the moment is Ball is a midfielder. He can't play wing. He can't play, he can't play up front or just behind. He has to play, I think, in that Reese position. 
and he ain't getting Reeves out of that team in the moment. And even if we then went back to a, a, a normal four four two, he's not going to get little out of it either because the wingers are too good. Someone made a point. Uh, largely agree, Mick, but slightly disappointed. Why you didn't mention getting more goals from Nurfield and Evans? These are the wide players who should either be setting up chances or cutting inside uh, and having a pop. Uh, and Lord only knows what has happened to 10 goal white man Tilly. With regards to James Tilly, I, I see a, f- a few comments yesterday saying, oh, my, my James is still out of the team and stuff. Again, I think it's the formation that we're playing now. And, and it's good that we have a plan B or this is our plan A now and 442 is going to be our plan B. But for me, as I said, Nurfield was pushed up forward to play alongside Ali. We had Bugle just behind them two, and then it was Little and Liam and the Evans with uh, Reeves in the middle. Tilly, I don't think, can get back in at the moment with Lemony Evans is performing better for me, offers us more, and, and, and the same with Little. Uh, and, yeah, I think when we went back to a four four, uh, a normal stringent four four two yesterday, that's when Tilly came on. But I do agree that, yeah, with uh, Windows on, uh, on the Nurfield and Lemony Evans need to be popping up with goals as well. Lemony Evans has, but, yeah, I think Nurfield, as much as I love him, his goals have dried up since since uh, summer, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with, you know, what all the lads are saying there. The great thing is when you've got a good team, I mean, Johnny now can turn round to Paul, he can turn around to Tilly and he can say, and say look, lads, you are going to get a chance, but I've got a suggestion for you. And when you get it, I suggest you take it because I'm going to be picking the guys who, who produce. And, yeah. um, I mean, I agree with what you said earlier on about Lemony Evans. If we can get him, uh, if he's out of court, I mean, I think he's a, he's a cracking player, that lad. Really, and, and you were talking before about on the on your pod I was listening to about the leap on him. I keep calling him a ging, ginger Les Ferdinand. He, he, he's got a pogo stick in his feet. I mean, oh, Jesus, bloody height oh, he gets on his leap. It's unbelievable. Um, but he's a really cracking player. And your likes of um, Tilly, who's done nothing wrong, and uh, Neufel, who's done nothing wrong, and that. Do you know that... that it's competitive, isn't it? And in terms of what you said about the midfield players and, and Manny Little, I think he's playing the best he's played ever for us at the moment. He's playing so well. And um, Jerry Reeves is just a quality operator. So for someone like James Ball, it's difficult, isn't it? But what I do think in games where it's zip-zip with 20 minutes to go, like it was yesterday, he'd be, I think he's got a goal in him. Like, you know, you just get a feeling about a lad. And I, just, I think he's, he's a sort of bloke who gets ahead of the ball. If you get down the side and and cross it across a six-yard box, he's going to be arriving. I just think he's got a goal in him. I'm not saying you even take one of the other two lads off. Maybe you go three in the middle and three at the back. I mean, I even said to people I was with yesterday, if we end up losing this because we're going for it, I actually don't mind as long as we go for it. You've got to be prepared to get beat in order to win. And fairly, we really went for it. We, we really ought to have won. I mean, one of Ali's at the end, I thought it was in. I wasn't behind the goal. I was down the side. I thought it was him. I was. And, I was uh, but it missed. It missed four or five inches. Didn't it? I mean, it was, it, I, I was literally right behind it. And when he hits it, I'm going mad. I'm celebrating. And then I look. Yeah. And it just goes past the post. And I was like, "That's got to be a joke." Like, How's that not going in? But, uh, remember, if you want to come and speak to this year's uh, quiz champion, uh, press that speak button. Uh, come and have a chat. Talk about the game yesterday or talk about players that we need in the, the January transfer window, who we might lose, what's going on there. As I said, this year's 2023 WOD uh, quiz champion, Lee Finch, come and speak uh, or press something in the comments uh, and come and have a chat. Uh, Steve Palmer's done that and he's put, I have heard Stockport have some injuries and may call back Lemony Evans. Yeah, they, they well, I think Stockport have got injuries. 
But I think we saw yesterday that they, they are not affecting them too much. They got, I know Sutton are a poor, poor team this year, but they beat them 8 0. Uh, I don't think they'll call back the two players. As I said, I think Lemony Evans is out. Someone definitely says to me yesterday they were convinced Lemony Evans is out of contract in the summer. Uh, so, yeah, he uh, that's something. I, I know Lewis signed a new contract when we, uh, when we, what's it called, when we signed him. He would be my big worry, not Lemony Evans. As much as I like Lemony Evans, would like to sign him. If he goes back, I'm sure we can deal with it. If we lose Lewis, I don't know if we can. Right, I'll go to Jonathan and then uh, second place in the quiz, jo- uh, George uh, Brown after. Thanks, Lee. Um, you know, in terms of who I think we need in January, I think we need to get another striker and replace anyone we lose. And that's really it. Because I think that, that, that there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of guys that, that, you know, on a lesser team would be getting minutes, but they can't because there's competition here. I think we've got depth. Um, so really, if we can get us another striker to really own that, that, that uh, spot alongside Alley. Um, th- I think we'll be good and then replace anybody we lose. I just don't see any other real pressing thing right now. And I'd, I'd rather us wait until some other, you know, wages come off the books, you know, at the end of the season to try to, you know, maybe uh, hold on to some of these loans that we've got or, you know, whether uh, Lemonhead Evans is someone that we can keep on or little we can keep longer. But really, that, those are my two things. If we can get a striker and replace anybody that we lose. Did hear on the train yesterday, uh, I, I overheard a conversation. I don't think they realised that a podcast superstar, uh, superstar was sitting near them, said that a, a young striker is going to be in the building in January. Uh, so I'm not sure where from the, I didn't, over here, but it was going to be a young striker was going to be coming in in January. So I think that's needed, especially with Ali off to the Asia Cup. If Iraq did well in the Asia Cup, we could lose him for up to five weeks. I don't think... I've, I hope hope they don't do well and I don't mean that in a bad way because we want Ali back as I want them to go out as soon as possible really uh George Brown gets battered everywhere we go how are we uh Lee how was how was your day out yesterday fella did you celebrate celebrate the draw big big time as per usual I, I didn't celebrate it was a good draw to be fair uh yeah what you I'm sound assuming, a bit confused because you good. lost in the quiz so so uh, yeah no obviously obviously you know three points yesterday was great for you then yeah Mate, I, it was weird because I was I got on the train and someone said, "Oh, Lee, uh, well done on the quiz. I'm glad you won." I get into Manchester. I'm getting congratulations left, right, and centre. There was even Manx up there who, you know, what I mean, were congratulating me. It was yeah, it was it felt good, it felt good, George. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it did. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> I think January we all know that Ali, there's gonna be a lot of interest in Ali, and I think. The 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 heart says keep him, but I think a lot of people realise that he he's going to have to go. And the, the 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 sad the sad thing is, we're people are, who sorry people who are saying we're an automatic team, we're not an automatic promotion side. Like if we're being realistic, we are what? How far? We're eight points off the automatic positions, and the th- and the two of the three sides in there are Stockport and Wrexham. They're going to go out in January and probably spend couple of hundred grand on transfer fees we we unfortunately we we just can't do that we're just not in a financial position to do that if we sell Ali obviously we, we might be able to reinvest a little bit but the key is for us is getting a replacement in for Ali as, as best we can and I think someone like Tolage or, or there are some great national league strikers who I'm not they're not going to be on Ali's level we're not going to get a, a striker on Ali's level but the, we, what we need to do is 
find the next alley and keep on sort of recycling these strikers because if we can do what Aldershot do or, or, or some of these lesser national teams do it take a diamond like Ali polish it slightly give him some time and now we can actually give them a good team to do it in you know Ali was doing it last year in, in a dreadful team if we, if we if we can put them in a good side they, they can really shine and we can just keep turning we can turn sort of a six-month striker into a 12-month striker if that makes sense I agree I, I still I disagree I think Ali stays till summer I don't think he goes anywhere in January because Again, who's going to want to sign a striker that's going to be missing for up to five weeks of January? Uh, and also, I, I can't see him going anywhere in League One. Uh, there's not enough teams that can afford him. There's, I was, yeah. be, he I was think talking yesterday. Just, I think it he was, was talking yesterday about... Sorry, George. Go. There, there you go. So, people were talking yesterday about two and a half million from the likes of Stoke now are interested. Uh, there's a couple other teams. I can't remember the names of them. They make a commentary of the other one. And there's another one in the championship that are interested. Ipswich have just come out and said they need a striker. Uh, they're willing to spend. I know Ipswich are going to be Premier League, so they might not be looking at Ali. But I think they'd be mad not to be looking at someone like Ali because he's strength, quickness, pace, and he can score goals other than yesterday. But, yeah, I, I just don't see him going now until the summer. Uh, but do you not think that's a massive with. risk for us, Lee? Because, so, so what the figures from when we, the season got relegated was relegation costs around 700 grand. So take that the other way. We get promoted. We, we, we make an extra 700 grand. There's no promise that come Ali in the Asia cup could easily do his ACL. You know, that, that is a reality. And I'm not obviously up. That is the worst outcome, but we have to prepare for all realities. He could do his ACL and not be the same player after. So by not selling him, we're taking, we're gambling on ourselves so much to be one of the three best teams in the league that, is it worth it, or do we take the money and reinvest and ga- and, and and make a lot smaller gamble on Craig Cope finding us a, a striker who can score ten goals between January and and May? I, I get, I hundred percent get your point. I really do, but I think we also need to look at if we keep Ali. Look, let's forget about the All Mags. We all know Mick loves to live out in the clouds, and I, I love that about Mick. But I'm quite yeah, like you. I think. The automatics are going to be very, very hard. Let's aim, let's aim for it. But I think we could be pushing on for the playoffs. If we're going to push on for the playoffs, we need to keep our best players. Ali will score enough goals to push us into the playoffs. And to be fair, he could do his ACL any time. He could do it like he looked like he went down injured yesterday. I still think if we've got any chance of promotion, we need to keep Ali. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I'm not. I'm, I don't sit in that camp because I don't think. I think you could quite easily sell Ali for two and a half, and then if if, if Cope's given. 200 grand he can find us a striker that can score goals we're in a system where we create some decent chances and we forget Ali's probably missed Ali's conversion rate has been pretty pretty poor for for a striker of his quality I'm not saying Ali's bad that's not me saying Ali's bad before anyone has a go but he has missed a lot of chances we forget the first 10 games he's missed a lot of chances he missed some he missed loads of chances yesterday so we we also have, do have to take that into account, and also the people that say he's worth five million pounds, and I'm sure Mick thinks he's worth fifteen million pounds. Um, we just take that into account when remembering we are playing in League Two, and he does miss chances. So, you know, I think selling Ali obviously we, we're going to get worse. That's the reality. But I do think we could replace him, and I think Cope's got the ability to replace him personally. We could get a lot more than we think because we could start a bidding war for him. He is probably the most talked about striker around League Two and League One at the moment. Do you know what I mean? And these, these players go for good money. I, I get your point because who was it that the, the Watkins at Villa, I think he went for 1.8 million from Exeter. Do you know what I mean? So I can't see us getting any more than two. But 
if we can start a bidding war between uh, that was the other club, Sunderland, Coventry, Leeds, all these people. I don't get why someone like Rangers don't come in for him. They need a striker. Uh, yeah, I think we could start a bidding war for him and get as much as possible. Uh, there's a point here. Gary makes absolutely no need to sell Ali in January. The club needs to show some ambition. He's irreplaceable. We won't get a decent replacement for him in January. And I have to agree with that, George. I don't think we've 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 been shown before. And I know you said, oh, Craig Cope would have a, a, a replacement lined up. January is not a great time to be signing strikers. We've seen that before with Cosgrove, with uh, Terry Blade. We've never had any decent ones coming in January, well, other than Ali, uh, that you've gone, yeah, I'll, I'll set up and take notice of. Uh, Sanch, what did you want to say? You want to come back to second place in the quiz, George? <laughs> but, yeah, I do agree, uh, disagree with some of what you said, George. I think the key to this season is Ali. We convince him, stay, you can go in the summer. We've got a massive chance uh, of winning. Um or not winning, sorry, potentially going into the playoffs. I don't think we are automatic uh, top three, no chance. But his conversion rate isn't great, but he creates so much of his own stuff. So he's pure class. But no one spoke about Jack Curry. We need to try and tie him down as well. But, you know, it's we keep Ali. We've got a good chance. The issue is if we don't, is again, where the goal's from. But, you know, let's see where we are. But January is key for the rest of our season. Can I can I just reply to this that quickly, Lee? This idea that selling Ali is a lack of ambition. So, from a club point of view, is ambition worth the worth the financial future of this club? Right, we've still got to pay three point five million pounds in May of twenty five. That's a reality. That's a fact, right? If we sell Ali and Jack Curry in January, I'm not saying we should, but that's that will be two and a half of that money. That means we've got to pay, only got to find a million pounds, right? We wait to the summer, we might get one and a half million pounds. That's an extra million. And I'm not saying that means we shouldn't show ambition, but there is a trade-off. We are fan-owned. At the end of the day, we're fan-owned. We choose to be fan-owned. We, 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 we love flying the fan-owned flag. We love sometimes banging the drum a little bit too much. There are some drawbacks to that, unfortunately. And that is we have to sometimes sell when we don't want to sell because we don't have a chairman who can write off this debt. We have to pay for it. So at the end of the day, we have to. sometimes we're going to have to sell a player earlier than we want to. We can't because there is a reality that Ali does his ACL. That's a that's a reality. We have to look at that. There's a reality that he gets an injury or doesn't score between now and the end of the season. Things happen, right, in the market. So we have to we have to we have to be proactive in in in, in looking after ourselves. Can I come back to that? Yeah, quickly, say, and then I'll come back to George. Right, briefly, I get what you're saying, George. But at the minute, he's gold dust. Everything he does at the minute turns to sort of gold. But give him give him the whole season. You can go at the end of the season. I just think it gives us a chance. Yes, we've got this debt, but don't we deserve it as a club, fan-owned, to give it everything we've got this season because it's the best we've looked in years and I've followed us for 40-plus years. We've always had to sell players. George, I, 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 I do get your point. And again, I get your point regarding being fan-owned and stuff, but come the end of the season, Jack Curry, Ali Almadi, they play off the whole, they, they'll pay off the whole debt, mate. No need to worry about that. The debt's gone. We'll get, we'll get 10 million for the two. Jonathan, what did you want to say? Um, I totally understand what George is saying. I get it. But in my opinion, Allie and Jack both bring in more money in the summer than they do in January. Now, That's you... just not true, Jonathan. Sorry. You just can't oh, well, say that. I, George, well, okay. Well, George, let, 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 me... let Jonathan finish, George. Let Jonathan finish. So the, the, the reason that I say that is that that when you sell in the January transfer window, you are limited to clubs that need that player now. That they are really looking at 
that, that you know, like, like the way that Wrexham took Ali Palmer, you know, you, you, someone who has an immediate need and the, the, the number of potential customers you have for their services are reduced in January. Now, yes, they're desperate and maybe they'll play more, pay more. But I think that, that, that when you look at the talent that both of those guys have, I believe they are going to bring in more money in the summer than they would in January. Because there are more teams that are, are going to be open to bid. And I think there are so many suitors for them that you're going to be looking at a much wider array of, of, of teams that are going to be willing to put up the kind of money that, we, that, they, that they're worth. And I, I, I understand you don't agree, and that's totally cool. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's, you know the, the fans, we, we, we're not going to agree on everything. But I, I'm not even looking at, at it as a, we need to be ambitious and we could get promoted. I just think purely from a financial standpoint, it makes more sense to sell them in the summer than it does in January. And if there is an added bonus that they're around in the second half of the season and might help us make a, a run to the playoffs, that would be great. But I just think from a financial position, it's better to wait. Can I? No, okay. Can I? Sorry, George. Yeah, because, you know, one second. George is obviously upset that he lost in the quiz, so let's just take that on board for a little bit. George, come on, mate. Uh, celebrating a draw. Celebrating a draw. Um, no, I, I understand your point, Jonathan, but it, it's more a contract issue. When, you, when you're in January, right, Ali, as a striker, people, that's all they want. All, all teams want strikers in January. He has 80. We have, Jack and Ali's contract both runs out in 2025, right? Curry technically runs out in the summer, but we have, a con, we have an option. So it's essentially an 18-month contract, right? When you go down to 12, you have the Rudoni problem. Jack Rudoni is worth more than 800 grand we sold him for, right? But we had 12 months left on his deal and he had to go. So when we have, we have the cards, the ball, sorry, the cards are in our hand in January. Come next summer, he has to go. Ali and Jack have to go. So from a negotiation standpoint and from a financial standpoint, we get more money in January. And it's a big risk that we're taking if we're going to keep, we're going to turn down the money for them and say, we're going to get promoted. Because then if we don't, we're stuck with less money and we've sold the two players at late latter late date because in the summer you don't get as much money for your players when they've got run down contracts. That's, that's the issue. Jack and Ali won't resign and I don't blame them for, re- for not resigning, but, um, but we won't get as much money for them in the summer. That's just, that's just the reality of the transfer market. See, I, with regards to uh, what Jonathan said, I actually agree with him on Ali. I think we'll get more for Ali in the summer than we will in January. But I think we'll get more, we'll get less for Curry in the summer than we will in January. I think we'll get more for Curry in, and I actually think it would be worse for us if we lose Curry in January than summer because Curry, we have no other left back than, than Brown. And I don't want to see Brown coming in because he puts us backwards. Curry is quite, just so good. We could quite easily get a loan at left back, a decent loan at left back. I, I, yeah, again, George, you're so... At the club, but, yeah, but now, look, look what, how, how many of, the, the summer transfers right. they cope get wrong. He's had one, and he's got right. Okay, yeah, I get that. But we've had so bad January transfer windows before, and it, the hearing this that we'll get this player, we'll get that player, and we don't. We've not done it before in January. I get it. We've got to trust Cope Cope, and he's done ma- magnificent, like really, really good, really good. But it's going to be massive for him now, and this is where he will now make his money. He'll make his corn because if we lose Ali and we lose Curry. He has to replace two of the best players in our team. The, the two best players in our team. Mick, I'll come to you in a minute, but your your daughter wants to have a word. So let's go to Mills first, and then we'll come to Mick and then Joe Healy. Mills, what did you want to say? Um, 
actually it was towards George so you mentioned a risk and I think as a football club recently we've made a lot bigger risks one of the main ones being keeping Jackson on after the shambolic end to last season I think that was a much bigger risk than keeping Ali over the January transfer window I think I agree that there is a possibility that he could get injured and his like his um, value could go down but at the end of the day he hasn't been injured really properly so far he's had a couple of knocks but those are those are easy to get over and I think as a club, we need to find, I think it's a bit, we're not quite there yet, but we need to find a balance between being fan-owned, which is obviously fabulous, but then also being a good team. I think there's a bit, you need, we need to get further towards a good balance at the moment. I think we're a little bit off at the minute. I don't know. I understand fan ownership and I get Ali, if we sell him now, we could probably get a lot of money for him. But also I think we, we're a really good team and we need to capitalise on that. I don't know. Yeah. And that, I think that's a great point, Mills. I think, as you said, we, we took a massive risk in the summer by keeping Johnny Jackson. I think a lot of people on here, if, if Johnny Jackson had left or been sacked, I think no one would have had any complaints. There would have been a few people who loved Johnny Jackson no matter what, but there wouldn't have been too many complaints. And I think now, if we said that Johnny Jackson had just been given a new deal, I can't see there being too many complaints we've got. And I, I think, yeah, I agree with what you're saying regarding Ali. I think it might be worth the risk to keep him until the summer. As I said, Curry, I think we might have to sell in January because his market value will drop. Mick, what did you want to say? Yeah, just to really come in on the, um, on the George and Jonathan punch-up, really, Lee. Um, I kind of just wanted to I, I kind of, I'm in the Jonathan corner. I think that the, uh, yeah, there's a risk that he gets a career-ending injury and then in, all you're going to get paid out is a bit of, uh, bit of insurance. Um, but I think the likelihood is that, he, I mean, obviously, there's a chance anyone can get injured, but Ali's already shown what he can do. And there's, the way football clubs work is they have a budget to spend in the summer each year. And I think it's quite likely that your, that your Leeds, is your Sunderlands, your Ipswiches, your Stokes, these clubs will be saying to us, look, we'll, we're, we'll, we want to buy him, but we ain't going to be able to buy him until the summer until we get the, the budget clears. I think we'll have absolutely no problem at all getting numerous suitors from you mentioned uh, Rangers I know a few Rangers fans who come to come to uh, Wimbledon games who are mates of mine and they they said exactly the same thing they wouldn't they wouldn't laugh it out of court if Rangers had a look at him I personally think he's um, I think he's getting most championship teams now Lee in all honesty I mean we went me and Mills went to watch Oxford against uh, Bolton in League One a couple of weeks ago Bolton were atop of League One their best strikers are like called Dion Charles decent player I wouldn't swap him for Ali in a million years. In Oxford, I've never had anybody in the same stratosphere as Ali. I think he'd walk into most championship teams and, in, and he'd get in, I should imagine, every League One team uh, now. I mean, so he's not going to be a difficult sell. I agree with Jonathan. Come the end of the season, there'll be a book of suitors who want to want to buy him and um, we're going to get we're going to get good money for him. And incidentally, on Jack Curry, I'm reliably informed. I can't say who by by, but I'm reliably informed. We've actually got him for a year longer than people think. His, his contract's not up in the summer. We've got another year, so we're going to get good money for Jack as well. Because incidentally, what a bloody cracking player he is, Jack Curry, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Mick. There's it, 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 we all know his contract doesn't run out at the end of this year. It's got an option, so technically his contract runs out at the end of the year, but we have an option, so. We, we were always going to extend it. We're not going to just let him go for free. No, nah, fair enough, George. Yeah. Well, I, I always had it wrong, mate. I always thought that he was uh, that he was running out this year. So, so I went as far as questioning why we didn't take the six hundred and fifty grand that we got offered um, uh, a while ago. But the given that we've got an option, I think we'll probably get that plus a little bit more. I mean, I I took. I think you said earlier on that fullbacks you yeah. don't get the same money for a fullback. We lost, we lost you there, Mick. Uh, you've broken up. 
Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, so I'm right, for George uh, and Ilya. John G, you might back you up here, George. John G's put most clean sheets in League Two is a good foundation. At home, we are fine. Uh, but just one away goal in five games. And Halley, Ali has just scored just one of his 13 goals away from Plough uh, from Lane. That is the problem. If we win at home and draw away, that will get us promoted. But we need to start scoring away from home. Someone else, one of my mates, Lewis Wood, said yesterday, uh, Ali doesn't score away from home. He scored one goal of his 13 away from home. So, George, does that back up your point regarding selling him in January? No, I, I, I firstly, I just want to say Hus Biller's contract runs out at the end of the year, which is a big issue as well. But um, Ali, I, I'm not too fast. I think we play a different type of football away from home. I think now at home we play on the front foot. We want to be attacking. I think we play to Ali's strength. And then away from home, we, we, we don't shut up shop. That's the wrong word. But we're a lot more defence first, solid. We, we maybe sat, sit five, six yards deeper. And we're, we're relying on the clean sheet, which we, we've done really well. So I don't think it's a, an alley issue. I think it's a whole team issue. We just pick up less points. We're, we're, we're quite good at home now and we, we've struggled away slightly. But we also have had some tough away trips. You know, we went to Barrow and we, we, we came out there with a nil-nil. Like that, that's, not, that's not an easy game as such. To, and especially scoring up there, up there is, is tough. Like, so I, I think it is, isn't a problem. I just don't think we're as good at away from home, which is what most teams are, no? No, I agree. And I think the Barrow point, I think people underestimated because Barrow have been flying. They beat Swindon 3 0 yesterday away from home. I know we spanked Swindon as well, and they're a little bit of die form, but Barrow are a decent side, and uh, people are tipping them now to get automatic promotion as well. Uh, someone's boy, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sergi Boy. Uh, seen news that Rowan Curtis with training with us. Uh, yeah, I think he's been training with us quite a while. I think he's been training with us a few weeks at least. Uh, got released by Portsmouth the other day, or it was announced that he was gone the other day. Uh, suffered a bad ACL injury. Uh, would people be happy with him signing? I've seen some people say that we don't need any more wingers. I don't think if we signed him, he'd be playing as a winger. I think he'd be playing more forward in the maybe bugle, nerfield kind of the role that they've been playing just behind or just alongside Ali. Are people happy if we sign Ronan Curtis? Because... I've seen him play for us against us a few times. He's destroyed us. He's mustered, but his ACL injury would that change him as a player? And would he be a different player than what we've seen him play before, Mick? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit like you, Liam. He's Hello, a good football. You, Mick, can I mean, you hear we're me? not getting you, unfortunately, mate. Okay, oh, I sorry, can, mate. I, can, I, I don't I know why. You, I, I can hear Mick. Okay, I can't hear Mick. Yeah, well, well just to come back, just pause can for a second. Hear Mick? Can you hear me now? Mick, Lee? loud and clear. He's loud and clear. Yeah. So I'm anyway, Roman Curtis God, is a good can you player. I like him a lot. And when he's played against us, he's been very good. But if you're not down the training ground and you can't see him running around, we don't know if he's... I mean, if, he, if, he's, if he's still got it, then yeah, he'd be, he'd be a good player for us. But it's hard to know, isn't it? Hello? Yeah, Mick, I, I agree. I think it's one of those things where we, no one knows how good he is. You've got to, you've got to trust Jackson watching him every day for two weeks. It's just uh, also probably be a money issue. It's, it's whether Cope thinks for the money he's going to offer, he can get better out there. Because I'm sure Pompey offered him a, a probably a pay as you. They might have offered you a sort of good deal, but sort of performance incentivized or game incentivized to make sure he stays fit. So be whatever. I, I trust Craig Cope, but I'm sure Cope's just weighing up the options, especially with January just around the corner, um, just making sure that. Maybe he can get a better deal, or, or if he does, then pull the trigger with Curtis. He wants to don't doesn't want to be overpaying and wasting the January budget. 
I'm literally blind there. I did not hear. Can everyone hear me? Yes. Can anyone hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, mate. Hello? Hello, am I coming in? Am yeah, I coming Lee, in? Lee, can you hear me? Yeah. You just can't hear yeah, me. I can hear you, George. Yeah, I can hear you, George. I, can hear you. I can't hear Mick. I can hear everybody. Everybody, no problem. Do you know what this is, Lee? This is karma for celebrating a draw, this. Jonathan, can you hear me? No. Saj, can you hear me? Lee, you're loud and clear, as George said. That's it's all karma for celebrating. This is. Hello? I can't well, George, hear you. I'm not hearing anyone other than George. We can hear you, Lee. George has got to run the show now. Hello? Lee, they, they, they can only hear me. They can only hear the true winner. It's like it's all come it's all come true in the last in the last ten minutes just to just to really rub it in. This is ridiculous. How can no one hear me? Right. George, you're gonna have to come take over and try and, I've got about five minutes left. <laughs> Right. Uh, is anyone off to Crawley then? Lee, Lee, Lee's asking if anyone's off to Crawley, if people can hear him. That's what would... Anyone off to Crawley? No? Oh. Well, there we are. Right, yeah, I'm going to Crawley. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. I, I, am I, co I think I'm co-hosting now, so... Oh, you are, everyone said they can hear me, but the actual speakers we had before of uh, Mick, Jonathan and Sanch can't hear me. So it's just me and George now. Yeah, no, I can, can, I can, can hear you. I can hear George. I can hear Lee. I can hear everybody. Lee, they Lee, can, I hear, can you. hear you. I can hear you, Lee. Lee, everyone what? can hear you. Right, you just said they couldn't hear me, you clown. No, you said you can't hear them. Right, <laughs> everyone can hear me. That's good. Right, so right, we've got to close soon anyway. So I'm, I think I'm, I'm just going to wrap it up. We've gone through. I think uh, who is it? Uh, Terry just asked the question. Talking of possible South Valley. All the talk has been with a view to the UK. There's always the possibility of Far East comes around with a shopping list. That's a good point. Hopefully, we can get Al Halal to spend 20 million on him. Uh, John G. Tilly has looked off the pace since he came back from injury. Clearly out of form, but we need him back to his best. We're going to chase down the promotion place. Last sack when at his best. Agree, but I think the other players, unfortunately, are playing slightly better than he he, he was out of form. And well, yeah, hopefully, we can get him up, but he's still a threat. Uh, I'm going to cut it off because I can't hear anything. So uh, this is the last debrief of the year. We'll be back after Christmas and the new year. I'd like to wish everyone uh, a Merry Christmas. Uh, thanks, everyone, for taking part over the year, joining in, getting involved. This is what it's all about, giving the fans a voice, letting them have their say, debating. Uh, and, yeah, I appreciate it. I will go home now as the 2023 One Wolves Had a Dream Christmas champion. Right, and I do appreciate everyone coming on. Uh, yeah, so great stuff. Uh, sorry it's all gone a bit tits up, but yeah, everyone have a good Christmas. Have a good New Year. We'll be back in the New Year. Get involved. It's the only way it works. The only place uh, that you get to have a say. So thank you very much. That's enough from me, the WOD champion, Quizmaster.